don't be afraid. Just be receptive for changes. If you don't change, then you should be afraid. But if you're receptive for the changes and grow, I think it's a great time. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is where we bring in industry experts to share their insights and experiences. We have a very special guest, Jack Rachmani. He's the CEO and founder of the Feature Branch, a company that offers digital transformation services and outsourcing development services for businesses like yours. He's one of the most technical people and can break it down to very simplistic business terms that you can understand. Jack, welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's an honor to be here on your podcast. Looking forward for our conversation. Jack, this is David, and I do appreciate you joining us today. And throughout our conversation, Dan and I will introduce ourselves just for our listening audience. Jack, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your leadership journey? Because we're interested in what led you to begin the feature branch. Before that, you were the VP of engineering at Rex. You were the head of software development before that at Kinetic Brands. Tell us about your leadership journey and why now the feature branch? Well, that's a good question. Thank you, David, for asking this. Um, I started my career as a front developer, like a lot of other developers. And throughout the years, as I got to the point that I felt leadership is the next step, um, I decided to jump in and I decided that, hey, that's a great fit um, relating to people. The reason I decided to start the feature branch is after being in the industry for over 23 years, Basically, I wanted to start providing good talent to other companies. There were so many challenges overseeing offshore resources for so many uh, companies. The communication aspect, the skill level, it was, it's, it's a hit or miss. You have a lot of companies that they have talented engineers, but they don't communicate well. Or the ones that communicate, they don't get the work done. What I decided to do is a company to provide the town that will communicate and provide the quality of work. That's where I decided to do the feature branch. Um, now, since I started it about a couple of years ago, but really decided to emphasize on it in the past four months, it's still fresh in my mind after uh, separating from Rex, overseeing 11 companies all at once with multiple Onshore engineers, offshore engineers, local remote, near shore. Um, I figured it's time. I need to make the change and, and build a company that will serve my fellow companies. This is Danny. And one of the things, uh, and I don't know if the audience heard, Jack oversaw 11 companies at once within the Rex family. 
And every company, as you know, has a difference about them that's unique. And, and of course, when it comes from an engineering perspective, they all have different needs. So to be able to project manage, to be able to project manage the teams in-house and the teams outside, what we call offshore, is very difficult. And one of the things I know from being in the tech space and the tech industry is that outsourcing can be very difficult. Yes, there are some financial benefits, but if you're saving 75%, but it's taking you three X longer to get it done because you have to go back and revise and redo because the clarity of the understanding is not there, it's best to bring it in house. And in fact, a lot of the people that I know here in Austin that have offices here, but at offshore, they're bringing it, they're bringing it back in house for that simple reason that it's taken two, three times longer to push a product out. And it's even what they call, it's just worth just biting the bullet and paying three times more to get somebody in-house and do the work here. So I think what you're doing, Jack, is you're definitely filling a need is that somebody needs to be in the middle to be able to help foster the communication so that projects move seamlessly and faster, but at the same time, make sure that the talent that is being utilized is at the highest level as well. And that's something that you could do because you know what these individuals are doing the job or not because you did the role. And yep. not only did you do the role, but you know exactly how to do it in a way because you managed so many teams all at once. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that correct, yes. Jack? That is correct. Um, I'm a big fan of in-house, but due to the economics these days, it's hard, especially for, for small startups or like take, for example, Microsoft. They laid off 10,000 people right now. My approach would have been different. My approach, you know what? Lay off 5,000, hire 5,000 offshore because you can do that. You can reduce the cost significantly by going offshore, but you have to make sure that you choose the right partner to work with. If, if it's not the right partner, then you're just burning money. Oh my goodness. I appreciate you telling that uh, because this is where I believe a lot of people can really take advantage of yeah. what you provide and what you do. Now, Jack, you have this entrepreneurial spirit. And as far as I've known you, and you've always been creative, just with some of the things you've done in your yard, some of the things you've done to set up these big, what I call mini Disneylands for your kids in your backyard and getting that set up with the lights and all the playgrounds and all the game systems. Uh, my kids got jealous. They wanted to come over and play with in that little mini Disneyland. But as a entrepreneur, you've had this mindset to always fill out, fill out, how can I figure out how to fill out this gap, this need? And I mm -hmm. think that's, as you said, it was the reason why you started the feature branch. But what were some of the, uh, learning points in starting this company that you think uh, really helped you to really say, I'm glad I did it now, despite the recession, despite um, coming out of the pandemic right now, this is the time to start this organization. Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, if you look at my career, I did not start it young. I started after I gained experience to really understand the market. So for me, it was learn uh, the business first. Learn what does it take to be a developer? Learn what does it take to be a manager, a VP, a head of software development? Only then you have the equipment to actually create a company that's gonna provide value. If I would have done it 10 years ago, might've been successful, but I would be a sham, right? I wouldn't be able to provide the real value to my clients. And that's what's important to me. I'm not looking to be rich. I'm looking to collaborate and work with companies uh, and provide them value. That's what's important for me. This is David Jack, and I appreciate you going into this 
understanding of building based on experience, building based on knowledge, building based on leveraging partnerships and relationships to know what your widget is, in other words. Mm -hmm. And you said, if I can create a company that provides this value and I understand the back end of how this works, that's when I can go and build this organization. And I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of entrepreneurs would just jump in, not really give a lot of thought. And that's where you get the statistics with so many businesses starting and not succeeding. But then you have those organizations that learn, that work, that overcome, that learn, that work, that overcome. So talk about the growth and the success you've had so far since you started the feature branch. And what have been some of the factors that have contributed to your success other than that grind out attitude to make it happen? What are some of the factors that you believe are important for entrepreneurial success? It's the big why. Like, why, why are we doing what we're doing, right? So for me, also as an entrepreneur, when I do something, I ask myself, why am I doing it? What is the outcome I'm looking to get out of my action? And does it worth my time? We have limited time in this world and we need to maximize our value. I wouldn't say money, I would say value because value can be translated to so many things. For me right now, value is my time with my family and my kids, and, and that's what's important. So the big why will answer a lot of the questions. And when I'm saying the why, it's not just why building this feature all oh, because I want to get more users. No. Why do you want to get those users? Oh, because that's going to do X, Y, Z. Okay, if that's going to do that, what's the benefit? Like really dig deep in the why. And that's why I'm instilling all my engineers when I provide an engineer to a company, no, you're not a code monkey. You are part of this team and you're gonna challenge everybody for every feature that you're building because we all have limited perspective. We're getting too excited, we're gonna build it. That's amazing. But you know, if I'm coming with, a, with an idea, you can come to me and challenge this idea that will completely change my thought process. And then David can come up with, um, sorry, Danny can come up with a different perspective. And all of a sudden you have like three different opinions and you get the best out of all three. Um, Don't think that you know it all because you've been around for a while. I like to learn from everybody. And the biggest thing I like to have is outsiders. I love juniors. They come in fresh perspective. They don't understand what you're doing. And it doesn't matter if you've done it for 10 years repetitively. They'll ask you one question that will change your perspective completely. This is Danny. One of the things I love about what you're saying, and we at at Meetup in our company, we create training courses. And one of the courses we have is a uh, technical track to help technical leaders relate to non-technical people. And it is called Leading with Empathy. And in Leading with Empathy, it's important for the leader to be able to value the insights and opinions of other people on his or her team. And you kind of said something very similar when you said, I love junior engineers, junior developers, I apologize. I love to have different opinions. You can have three different opinions, but it's important that everyone feels comfortable to be able to voice that opinion. And it's very important for them to feel that their opinion matters. That doesn't mean that you're going to do their opinion. It's just very important that they have that. So I appreciate you bringing that up. What, what, is, um, what is something unique that 
uh, in a project, you could talk about a, a future project or an existing project or a new project. If you, you don't have to say the client's name because we're, we're on a podcast, but what is something that is exciting on a project that you're working on at the feature branch or that you're going to be working on coming up in the near future um, without sharing your client's names or any details that can get you in trouble? But what is something that's really exciting that you're working on? Oh, there's, there are a lot of exciting things. Uh, some in the real estate industry, um, one of my clients is kind of removing the need for a realtor where it's going to save some money for the buyer and the seller. Selling a house today is expensive. And especially like Austin market is up and coming and think about a 3%. And if your house worth one mil, you're separate, uh, sorry, 6% you're sacrificing $60,000. That's a mm. lot of money. Everybody needs to eat. I understand that. But one of my clients is building a feature that will reduce those costs significantly for the, that transaction. Um, that is very, very exciting. They're really close to go to market um, probably in the next couple of months. We have some, some brilliant engineers that are working over there. Um, and it's funny because my clients, when they interview my engineers, it's one interview and it's hired. You don't have to iterate on multiple candidates just because the heavy screening that we do prior to that on the technical side and the communication skills. I tell my engineers, don't be afraid to fail. But if you fail repetitively on the same thing, then we have a problem, <laughs> right? I don't punish for failure. I punish if you don't learn from your mistakes. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. 
this is Danny again, and I think that it's really inspiring that people typically when they interview, they're hired right there on the spot. You hire, they hire your team members on the spot, and then those that fail, it's encouraged, it's encouraging them to get up and do it again. Yeah. But you have to learn, and it's called best practice. And one of the training modules that we do in our sales training is that we say take notes and upload up upload those notes into the CRM, and you need to look at what has took place, what happened. What can you learn from it? And then can you go back and improve on the script, improve on the conversation, shorten the sales cycle? If you're not going back and learning, then you're hurting yourself because it's important to close deals as fast as possible so you can make as much money in your pocket. You're limited by time. You have one quarter to get these opportunities in. But if you don't go back to learn, that means you're not improving. And why are you in this business anyways? So I appreciate you bringing that up from a technical perspective because I only looked at it from a sales perspective before. Now, as an industry expert, Jack, because of everything that's going on, can you share some of your insights on the current and future state of digital transformation in your industry? Uh, all the new AI chat GPT that's going on right now. A lot of people have fear that soon machines will replace us. I don't think that's the case. In my opinion, it's just going to create different opportunities, right? They said that the internet's going to replace a lot of salespeople, but look what salespeople are doing right now. They're selling online. So we're just going to transform to a different version of ourselves. That's my thought. We're right now in a rocky situation, but it's global economy. It's not because of the market, the the digital market. Um, So I would say, I would tell everybody, don't be afraid. Just be receptive for changes. If you don't change, then we should be afraid. But if you're receptive for the changes and grow, I think it's a great time. Jack, this is David, and I appreciate you adding those thoughts to the mindset you have to have with growing, how to take advantage of industry trends, what's taking place in the marketplace, because for the spirit of entrepreneurship, you don't shy when you see challenges. You actually find opportunities within those challenges, and that's the spirit that Dan and I love talking about. I, I want to throw out a couple things here that you mentioned earlier, and you may not have caught this, but for our listening audience out there, There's something he said, for every feature that you're building, he ties in his company name when he's having conversations with the organization. He's tied in, he goes, for every feature you're looking for, whatever aspect of software development, whatever, we're gonna help with that feature. And you know what he's doing? He's planting in the minds of his target audience, his clients, the customer base out there, feature, feature, feature. And what what did people think? the feature branch. And I love that. So whether you know it or not, I know that might not be your background, but that's the marketing play that I love. And I appreciate you bringing that up. I also want to mention something that you talked about earlier. You talked about the flexibility, I would say, that every entrepreneur needs to have. You can't be so rigid that you can't learn. You can't be so stoic that you can't be influenced by even the people that you're leading in terms of your company. What have been some of the other influencers in your leadership when it comes to your own leadership growth? I know that you're an avid reader. You love books. One of the books here, we talk about this, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You're talking about how to win friends and influence people. These are some of the books you've mentioned before that you love, but what are some other resources, books? What else has shaped your mind as an entrepreneur and as a leader? I'm I'm a people person. It's a lot of conversation. Um, I like to tap into different industries just to have a conversation to see what else can you learn? Because like you said, in sale, for example, um, Danny mentioned in sales, you take notes and you uh, go back to it. This is called retrospective. We do it in the tech world all the time. Every two weeks, 
after we finish a sprint cycle, we have a meeting 45 minutes, what went wrong, what was good, and let's fix the wrong, let's continue doing the good. That's a retrospective that we're doing every two weeks. So you can learn a lot of things from different industries and apply it to your needs. And sometimes, you know what, you might like that other industry and just jump over. <laughs> so were there any other books, Jack, or do you listen to podcasts? What are the other things that support your uh, let's see. Well, I'll listen to your podcast. Uh, another one, right? Working backwards and the hard things about the hard things. Um, been reading those. That was quite a while. I'm going to refresh on them pretty soon. Um, but it's more about the human interaction, talking to a lot of people, talking to, you have to talk to VCs as well, see how they think, because at the end of the day, they, they control the money. So try to make connections over there and, and see the thought process. Um, the value that you're seeing might not be the value that the market is seeing. So you have to get perspective from every, everyone. This is Danny here. Jack, as an entrepreneur, uh, what advice would you give to any of the members of our community who is, thinking of look, who is thinking about it and who is looking at probably going out on their own as well and starting their own business? Is there any advice that you would be able to impart? Uh, I say this because so many times we say, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And now with the vastness of the internet, the vastness of LinkedIn, Facebook, social media, the vastness of having a great, a great next door neighbor, you don't have to wait 10 years, 20 years later. You can go and yep. ask those individuals right now. So if, if there's one or two just quick little blurbs you can give out to our community, what would that be? Well, like you said, the best, just do it, right? But it's scary. I'll be honest. It's very scary to, to start something on your own. But if you want to do it, do it. If you're scared, do it scared right? What's the worst that can happen? You're going to fail? No, you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to do it again better. That's pretty much it. And don't be afraid to reach out to people. You would be surprised how many people are out there that are willing to help with nothing in return. Um, I had a, a gentleman reaching out to me on LinkedIn uh, about a month ago. He wanted to learn about the business because he's looking for a job as a, a project manager. And I'm like, you know what? Put something on my calendar. If I'm free, the time is yours. I don't want anything. And, you know, we became friends now. I spent an hour with him looking nothing in return. And there are so many people out there that will do that because we just want to help each other. Jack, this is David. And I'm intrigued by what you said earlier about working with VCs, venture capitalists. Tell me about what that's like in comparison to working with just, say, a prospect or with an existing client base. What is different about your approach with working with VCs? The reach, right? If you're working with one client, it's the one client and you're, you're dedicated in a different way. You're embedded within the project. You're understanding their business. With a VC, you don't know what you're going to land on, right? So you have to keep, uh, have a broader vision and really understand what they're looking for, if that makes sense. <laughs> It definitely does. And without me going into, okay, what, what is your pitch to them? You know, what, what, what is it you're doing? Because you're selling your vision, your idea, how you add value in the state of the economy to these other organizations. So without you giving us the entire story or what they, uh, this generation might call spilling the tea, uh, how do you make that approach to these VCs? What is it you're painting in terms of that picture? It's more of the personal connection. So you really have to to know them. I don't go to any VC, uh, just the people that I get to meet in different meetups uh, or different events. 
And I show them the value that I can bring because every VC has some companies that um, backs them up. They'll come in, they'll invest in a business and they wanna bring their people to help out so they can keep tabs on it. Now, if you're a trusted partner and you're providing value and it's not just all talk, they'll stick with you. So I have a couple of VCs that I'm, I'm working with and when they're looking at different deals, they'll use the future branch because they know they're gonna get the value out of the future branch as opposed to going with some random shop that nobody heard of. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, this is so important. This is David, by the way. It's really important that you look at the relationship building, mm -hmm. that you know how to leverage those relationships in the right way, because then you could become the go-to source. You become that person, that guru, that Sherpa, for example. Uh, but I want to ask you something that has intrigued me about entrepreneurs since I started my own business a couple of years ago. And that is this concept or idea of routines. Entrepreneurs, you guys are amazing. You have so many things going on in your mind. You have so many things you're juggling, so many things you're going after. So I want to ask about your routine. Do you have any routines you follow every day? Is there, are you mechanical? Do you, do you practice a 5 a.m. club? Do you do the four-day work week by Ferris? I mean, what are your routines and how do you keep yourself sane every single day? Oh, that's a tough one. So I follow intermittent fasting. So I try not to eat until noon. <laughs> um, that's one routine that actually helped me lose weight too. But you do have to have the breakup, a breakup session from your day-to-day -day because entrepreneur is very demanding. You work 24-7, whether you are physically talking to clients or your brain is talking to yourself, preparing for next week, right? Um, I like to practice martial arts. I like to go to the gym. That's the time that I put my headphones, blast the music, work out, the mind is clear. And then when you're done, you're back in the grind. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast.
This is Danny Jack. I think I'm gonna have to start joining you in the gym. Um, and by the way, you look great, man. I, I saw you <laughs> yesterday and I said, man, Jack, you must be like working out every day because you look really, really fit. Uh, but one of the things you said, and I want all entrepreneurs to hear this, you be, you could work 24 hours a day on your business and that's great. Mm -hmm. But you do need to also take some time for your mind and for your body or you're gonna burn out real quick. Yeah. And one of the things that Jack does is he does do martial arts. And one of the things I do appreciate because we have another neighbor not too far, far around the corner. Uh, Jack was training him in martial arts as well. So it is very important, no matter what you do for the sanity, please find a task, a hobby, something that can take you out of the business. And if it's your, if it's your kids, great. Go with them to ballet and, and do all those things. One of the things about Jack's two kids, uh, I'm sorry, his kids, <laughs> is that he has a daughter and she is all about Disney, 100% Disney. And so if you see her, it doesn't matter what day of the week you see her, she's going to have Disney. So he has to be a dad that stays on top of Disney. And it doesn't matter what it is, he has to stay on top of it. So I'm going to encourage our audience today, please go find a hobby. Go find something you can do outside of your, your entrepreneur journey. Otherwise, you will get burnt out. And, and Jack, uh, please, you know, take me to the gym with you. I need, I need to get in there myself. My brother, my brother is going to be coming down here, and I can't have him show me up as far as who's, who's stronger. So, you know, we're competitive since the day we were born. I came out first. That means I'm the winner. Um, and so we're still competing uh, to this day. Let me ask this question to you as we move forward. So as you're doing the martial arts, what's happening in your mindset? Are, are you using this secondary activity? Is it helping your mindset to achieve a sense of peace despite being chaotic in the entrepreneur journey, if that makes sense? That's exactly the thing, because in martial arts, you're, you're focusing on, on the body, right? It's not about striking people. It's not about fighting. You're concentrating on your body movement and trying to create a peace between your, your mind and body. And that's what I love. The most about the martial arts and when i have when i go out to work out with chris our neighbor uh it's nice because he's kind of like let's think about as a junior developer junior designer a junior employee in the company and you're the mentor i've been doing that for over 15 years um you can see the transformation happens in front of you um with chris when he started he was stumbling all over the place two three months later I'm actually seeing a tremendous change in the movement and behavior and anticipation, uh, peripheral vision, which is really important in business as well. If you're looking at what you're building and you don't see what's happening around you, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. This is David. And I will say I am looking forward to getting more around you guys. And uh, I will just say this. If you start working with Dan now to give him that competitive edge, before mm -hmm. I get there, Jack, that's not going to be something I look at as being on even playing field. It's not going to happen because then you might get us confused and have me doing stuff that I'm not quite ready for. All right. So let's make sure Dan are on the same page because I don't want to hear him every day talk about how much better he is than I am. Um, now, I want to ask you this, Jack, as an entrepreneur, you mentioned having a focus of your organization adding value. And that's what the feature branch is all about. You're trying to come in and provide these features that organizations need to keep their competitive edge. One question that I'm always intrigued by and what I love asking, it might seem simple, 
But yep. when you think about it, you learn something from every entrepreneur with this question I'm about to ask you. Okay. Here's the question. How do you personally define success? Because you mentioned earlier, you value the time with your family. You appreciate the routines that you develop because you look at weighing, I guess, the things that are important to you now differently than they were, let's say, when you first started your career. But mm-hmm. how would you define success today? Happiness. It's if everything aligns, you're happy. If you're not happy, something doesn't fit. And then you have to go and tackle that one. And, you know, if my clients are happy, that means that I'm providing the right resources and I'm providing the right guidance and consultancy. Um, you know, uh, I always have come, other than providing engineers to my clients, I spend time with them conversing talking, um, prioritizing. If you go to thefuturepreneur.com, there is an insight section that you can see design thinking. Um, It's really important for entrepreneurs when you start. They want to build a full-fledged experience, which is wrong. Because as you start building, start talking to people, doing some user research, you'll pivot. If you don't pivot, then you don't really listen to the market. So go to my site, thefuturebranch.com, click on the insights, design thinking, really, really important piece that I wrote about how to start, right? You build your MVP, MVP, minimum viable product, the the most basic thing that will get you over the hump. And then you start iterating on top. And after that, that's a whole different conversation. We're going to start testing different experiences on different users and, and build from there. But I spend a lot of time with my clients. Some of them are paid clients. Some of them are prospects that I just, I enjoy the conversations. So I spend the time with them and guide them through how to get there. So happiness, that's a short answer. <laughs> There's that movie Pursuit of Happiness. And I love the, just the, the whole thing about how it makes you feel. Uh, you said in the very beginning, it's not about the money, it's about the value. And the value, mm-hmm. of course, uh, can't translate to money. And what I'm hearing from you is this theme over and over and over again. It's it's great to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of aspects that are positive. There's a lot of aspects that are very challenging, but it comes back to the mindset. It comes back to your why. It comes back to the fact that you what you do is what you value. And it comes back to pursuing all that as a, as a pursuit of happiness. And that's really showcases that you're successful. I tell my kids the same thing. Look, daddy's working really hard and he's working hard because he wants to spend more time with you. If I kept the job career trick that I was doing. I was actually on the road three mo- three weeks out of the month mm-hmm. when my daughters were the youngest. I remember my second do- daughter was born. I was in Japan and uh, doing my APAC tour. And so when you're leading global sales, you, you don't just go one day for a trip and come back the next day. You have to go out and visit all the countries within your territory, uh, the major cities in the territory. So for example, when we, we had to go to Europe, I spent a week and a half in Russia alone because our development team was out there. And so by the time I got home, my kid, I, I was worried my daughter wouldn't even know who I was because I was only home one week out of the month. Did you and speak so Russian it's very, to her when you got back? Huh? <laughs> you speak Russian to her when you got back? No, but you know what? I know I know a lot about the food, the culture, and, and the food. Uh, I will tell you one thing that's unique about the, um, the Russian developers. They didn't talk to me. They didn't respect me. But when we went out at night and we closed out the, uh, the establishment, I'll say it just as that because uh, the the boss was paying the bill. The mm-hmm. next day, we were best friends, yep. uh, and so 
you know, it's similar because in Japan, it was the same thing. I came to the office at 8.30 in the morning, like, where's all my employees? They don't come until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, but they'll work all the way up to nine or 10 o'clock and then they go out. And so we went to karaoke, food, eating, and they were happy too because the boss is paying. And at the end of the day, I realized that's how you build the relationship. And people are great people. They just want to see, are you going to be part of us? And, and so it was really exciting. And one of the reasons why I started my entrepreneur journey is because I wanted to spend more time with my kids when they're 18 and become an empty nester like David is, then maybe I'll get back into global travel on a regular basis. But at least now I have more time with my children. So uh, I really appreciate you, Jack, that you focus on your why, you focus on the value, you focus on the mindset, you focus on having another activity outside of just being an entrepreneur. And I want to tell our audience today, look, we're excited about the future. Do not be afraid to embrace the change. Mm -hmm. If you are fearful of embracing the change, you're going to eventually be left behind. Is change scary? Absolutely. There's so many people out there who are worried about their jobs because of chat GPT. And so many people out there, they're worried about the job because of robotic process automation, where you can actually take this RPA, can replace an employee. There are people that are worried about the fact that now robots are going into the fast food industry. And they're doing all the cooking and everything else. So there's a lot of things to be worried about. But what you can do is you can thrive through this change. If you're an entrepreneur, great book, as Jack said, work backwards. It is amazing. Take some time to read it. Jack, we want to thank you for sharing your insight, your experience. And we want to thank you for sharing the mindset that you have as an entrepreneur. Look, if you're in the audience today and you have a business and you're having not as much success as you would like to outsource, reach out to Jack, reach out to the feature branch because the feature branch will help you because that's what they do. They will help you create more features for your organizations. And Jack will tell you over and over again, as he's speaking with you, what feature we'd like to have, what features not working right the right way, what bugs are in this feature and that feature. That's why we call the feature branch. We're here to help, we're here to help you. If you want to reach out to Jack on LinkedIn, he is actually an open networker. He will accept all LinkedIn requests. Look, it's about the human element. It is about you believing in yourself. It is about you believing in your why. Go out there, go make it happen. And at the end of the day, if your kids love Disney, you go create a Disney theme park in your backyard. They're going to love you forever. So Jack, thank you for joining Twins Talk It Up. We really appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was great. Uh, you guys are doing something amazing. Um, and yeah, like, uh, like Danny said, reach out to me. I'll be happy to help. You know, if you're, if you're scared of doing something, I'll make sure that you're not. <laughs> So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can actually book time on my calendar. If you go to the featurebranch.com, you'll see my calendar over there. If the time is open, just take it. I'll be more than happy to, to help everyone. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.